When was it, Jenna Reed, that you knew you had this gift? When, um, when did it start for you? Very young, very young. Um, I remember like laying in bed at probably three years old, um, like hiding under the blankets. And my parents would come in and be like, what's the matter? Because I'd scream because the spirits like come in your face like this close. And I'd be like, there's people here, there's people here. And they'd be like, oh, honey, it's just your imagination mm. because I'm adopted. So my family doesn't have this gift. So spirit sees people who are open to them as like a light on the top of their head. So they'll be like, oh, there's someone with a light. I'll get my they're message through. It. Yeah, <laughs> I'll get my message through because hmm. they're waiting to like, they're always around us waiting to give us. Now, messages. is it true that when uh, kids are really young, they're much more yes. open and, and we kind of like beat it out of them because yeah. uh, i mean metaphorically we school them out because because you're like oh that's just your imagination that's yeah. just your imagination but i mean and again you know everything we talk about here <clears throat> has been researched there's all kinds yeah. of there's all kinds of research behind this this is not you know woo stuff that you know that, that no it, it's, it's, it's there it's true i mean the yeah. cia has done uh research remote viewing yeah. all yeah this this stuff is 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 real so just, as a disclaimer but with kids they do see things yeah they do and often. we teach them a way to like conform to society because society like is it doesn't want you to have that connection like people just look at that like it's nothing do you know what i mean mm. but um I think it, like I raised my kids knowing because sometimes if you're more like I'm no different than you, I don't know why that why I can do what I do. It's I think everybody has all of these gifts, but for some reason in this life, I chose to have this to use mm. to help people. But my kids have it, too. And I raised them in a house that was very open like my son would be like oh there's a man in the corner and i'd be like oh well what's he wearing did you ask him what his name was does he have a message and then he started using it because i'm adopted so i grew up in a non-psychic family there both of my parents are really really smart they have their like phds and doctorates and really smart so i didn't want them to have the struggles that i did growing up with that so i've raised them like that so they know how to use their gifts mm. but they they choose not to right now do you know what i mean because mm. they're teenagers <laughs> and they want to not be the weirdo they, at they school and yeah and, like, and okay. i was the weirdo at school like i would even if i didn't say it it would come out of my mouth and people would be like how'd you know that and mm. i'd be like oh my god it came out again yeah because i tried to block it and just fit in there's kind of this um you know everyone has a certain intuition and so yes. i don't know if you look at it like there's sort of uh, a level like uh you know everybody is or a, a majority of people are sort of at this level where they can every once in a while hear from the sixth sense and maybe they trust it or maybe they don't it's right. that that you know that thing that like pops in your your mind or you get a you get a vibe or something and you know we talk about that quite a bit about how you'd have to sort of begin to trust that because that yeah. is that is important yeah. um but obviously not everyone has the 
immediate they, ability that, they that you have. Yeah. I really think everybody has. I'm not special in any way. I, I mean, if anything, I'm a weirdo, but <laughs> everybody has this. And with that, like, if your people are good people and people want the best and they want peace on earth and all of that, our minds and our hearts want to see the good in people, but our gut always tells us the truth. Like mm. you'll want to believe the lie that someone tells you because you love the person, but your gut's going to tell you, nope, that's a lie. And we are need to be trained to listen to the your body. Like your body will tell you. Mm. Like I've been around some um, not so nice people growing up and i remember like giving one a hug and just feeling like oh i gotta get this person away from me and i didn't know why but it's my body and my gut instinct my intuition my gifts telling me this person is not safe for you hmm. and i didn't listen and every time you don't listen to your gut you end up with a problem you know yeah, yeah. so I now I i'll listen to my gut over what anybody else says because I know best for me. Hmm. And how do you approach it? And, and when you are, and you call it uh, spirit. Mm -hmm. So how does do things sort of come to you? Is there a certain technique that you, I mean, it can probably, it probably comes a lot easier to you yeah. than, uh, than uh, others or, or people pick it up in different ways. Like you know? before a reading, do you mean? Sure. Um, well, before a reading, I do like a meditation to open me up more to spirit. And it's just a little 10 minute meditation. Mm -hmm. And I say a prayer like to thank spirit and everything. And um, that helps to raise my vibe so that when I start doing the reading and I start talking to the person, I'm reading their energy. So like it connects me and just stuff starts popping in my head. And like the average person and like a lot of my students, because I mentor people with gifts, mm -hmm. they'll always say like, um, oh, that's my imagination or I don't feel any different. And I always say, well, I don't feel different either, but it's spirit is so subtle. It's like a very subtle thing that pops in. Like if I'm if I'm reading a woman and all of a sudden I see a glass of orange juice, like my job is not to put my Jenna on it and think, oh, what's that about? I don't try to decode it. I'll just say, well, spirit showing me a glass of orange juice. And then she'll go, that's how I met my husband. He spilt a glass of orange juice on me on our first date. And like, so you you think if you put your mind on it, like spirit knows more. Like my job is just to d deliver, you know? Mm. So if I put my mind on it, I'm always going to be wrong. Mm -hmm. So I just deliver. I don't know why I'm seeing this, but this is what I'm seeing. Hmm. So, That's interesting. But, and Yeah. And sometimes the reading is more psychic. And sometimes if it's someone who just lost someone they loved, it'll be all mediumship. Sometimes it all works together. Like it'll be half psychic and half mediumship. Mm. But um it's i just trust spirit because my only job is not to be like the best psychic medium or anything it's just to deliver the messages hmm. and wow uh to to have that is does that bombard you throughout the day or i mean because you know you're open uh to these things or maybe there are techniques to make sure that you're protected yeah. from that. I mean, this, this is, um, uh, I had uh, Tariq Pinkston on the program and he's kind of empathic and yeah. uh, he was talking about how he needs to sort of 
put put white light around himself yeah. uh, but when he enters uh, into the room that sort of thing but um but what is that what is that like uh, for you um i do protect my energy especially if i'm going into like crowds or like a bunch of people or like a big store cuz i'll pick up on people's energy and if it's negative i'll feel really anxious and mm. that's how i know wait a minute i was fine now i'm in the store and i feel anxious mm. so i do put a bubble around me but I don't really um, like close up completely like it's it, I could talk to a, a neighbor on the street and something will just come out of my mouth like a psychic thing. And they'll be like, whoa, how'd you know that? And I don't know. Spirit just came out of my mouth, you know. <laughs> so um, I feel like spirit kind of controls that because I don't like consciously protect myself unless I'm going somewhere where there's a lot of energy. Mm. And I don't like I'll wake up and just I'm a normal person. Like I'll wake up and have tea and like sometimes I'll get messages, too. And sometimes things come out of my mouth and I'm like, wow, I don't know why I said that. I wasn't even thinking about that. And the person's like, oh, I know why you said it. You know, like it's spirit using me hmm. to like get their message out or like make a point with someone or make someone think about something a little more deeply. And when you're mentoring people mm -hmm. uh in and working on these things uh you know what what are some of the things that you begin to do i mean i think that that trust factor is interesting because i'm trying to uh, imagine or or think about it and as people are listening you know and and listening to the idea of okay trusting intuition or images that sometimes pop up mm -hmm. um validation is a big thing actually mm -hmm. we were just talking about this yeah. before um the idea that okay in order to to trust maybe you need to sort of verify um so how how important is that in in what people as they're as developing intuition developing yeah. psychic abilities like because you have to trust. So at some point you want to see that yeah. the, the, you know, the proof in the pudding. Yeah. Um, that is the biggest thing that blocks people is trust. But when I work with a student and I'm teaching them about their gifts, like I'll explain what gifts are what, and we'll go over all the different psychic and mediumship gifts and each one like every psychic is different you could get a reading by this person and then get a reading by that person and they'll get a lot of the same info but different mm. and it, like overcoming the trust is overcoming the need to be right like i don't i don't care whether i'm right or wrong because that doesn't matter when i'm doing my job i just deliver and when you deliver and deliver and deliver you're going to get validations. They just happen over time. Oh, yeah. 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 Well, I, when I like um, when I first started giving professional readings, I would really want the validation because I didn't trust myself 100 percent. Like I'd been giving readings to like my friends and stuff, but I didn't trust it professionally and I wanted people to be happy. But when you want that, they're almost not going to give it to you because mm. that's not the point of it. The point is to deliver. It doesn't matter if you're the best or the worst or if you're right. Mm. Every time I don't say it, I missed one. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And if I say it and the person like if I say, oh, well, did your grandfather carry a pocket watch? And they're like, no, no. I'm like, oh, OK, well, I don't know why they're showing me that, but maybe 
you could ask your family or maybe I'm just off, you know, like I don't have to be right. And a hundred times they're calling saying, oh, guess what? He had a pocket watch and you were right. <laughs> but I don't, I, it, that doesn't matter to yeah, me because my yeah. job is just to deliver. It's like for the highest good of the client. Yeah. And I think in some people's minds, sometimes, you know, when they think of psychics, the, you know, validation is part of the whole process. Mm-hmm. And I think that's some of that's like show. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Like if, if it's like, oh, let's let's let's, you know, wow them with, you know, if there's like a group session or something. Yeah. Like, oh, let's wow them with, you know, I I know the name of the, the and, and the grandfather's coming to them yeah. and, and all that sort of thing, which, you know, I mean, it could be well, totally you legitimate. Know what? It but, feels yeah. amazing when yeah. you when you have that validation or if you get something in the person, <clears throat> your client is like, wow, I can't believe you knew that. Like that feels amazing. Like, oh, you're doing such a good job. But the validation is kind of um, it's kind of a personal selfish thing, yeah. Because yeah. your I guess job, that's what I'm getting yeah, you know it's, what I'm it's really to deliver whatever you get. Like when someone signs up for a reading, they want they deserve to get everything I get, whether it makes sense right now or later or whatever. They deserve to get all that, whether I'm right or wrong. Like I have to remove myself from that. Mm-hmm. Because it's not about whether I'm right or I'm an awesome psychic medium. It's about this client. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I want the client to get the healing and whatever information that they need. That's number one to me. I do hope that you're enjoying the podcast. I just want to take a quick moment to let you know that this is a production of 180 Media. That's my full service communications and marketing agency. We do a full range of content development, graphic design, web development for WordPress or Wix or other web platforms, copywriting, video work. Check out 180media.com and see also some of my past work and the agency's past work on my blog, johncroll.info. And now back to the podcast. Looking at how you perceive things, and I think people today, I, I think, are getting a better sense that there's there's a little bit more out there than maybe we like to uh, or, or have been taught about in the sort of oh, three dimensional yeah. world. There's more. There's more out there, and you know, whichever way you you come at it, you know, from a faith, you know, some people look at it from a religious standpoint, other spiritual. But I think, you know, that there is consensus that there's something else. I mean, there's, <laughs> I don't know if there's consensus, but there's, yeah. there, there's, there's, there's more out there than we can, we can see. So yeah. how, how do you look at it? Um, you know, people talk about energy, people talk about consciousness um, quite a bit. I know that, uh, you know, stones yeah, um, crystals. And, and crystals yeah. um, is something that um, that you are very knowledgeable about. So this this world and, and, and this this yeah. you know, that we that we live in and some of it we see, some of it we don't. How 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 do you look at it um, as energy? It's just energy. And I don't try to like. Like, I don't have to know. Just like like Tesla said. Yeah. No, it really is. (laughs) Energy and vibration. Yeah. Like, um, I had a problem with my computer and I had to call Apple help. And this guy from India was like doing stuff on my website. 
And he's like, oh, it's just going to take a couple minutes to like load up. And I'm like, oh, and all of a sudden I start getting info and I'm like, oh, is your dad in the hospital? And he's like, yeah. He's like, how do you know that? I'm like, well, do you see my website? And he's like, oh, yeah, you're a psychic medium, you know? And I'm like, yeah. I'm like, I just want you to know he's going to be okay. And I'm like, is it something in the throat? And he's like, he had his thyroid removed. Hmm. And I said, oh, that came from having too much responsibility as a child. Your poor dad. I'm like, but he's going to be okay. And the guy was like blown away. He's like, wow, you just made my whole night. And the guy was in India. Hmm. It's energy. And mm. that man, like I didn't open for a reading. I was having help with my computer, but spirit wanted him to have that message because it was weighing on him. He was worried about his father. Mm. Do you know? So sometimes it will happen like that too. And how does that come to you? So is that, you know, like if you think of the throat, like do you feel it in your throat or do you see it? Do you hear it? Yeah, I, it's a, it's like a feel, no. Mm. So I feel it. It's like an information that comes in and I feel it like a little bit in the throat. Not, I don't like the physical stuff because I can be a hypochondriac. Yeah. So I'm like, oh my God, is that my pain or is it theirs? <laughs> so I always say, show me to spirit. I say, don't let me feel it. Show me. Mm. And I actually, that goes against my skills because someone who feels it is going to get a more direct answer so like if if like a grandpa passed and he came through and he'll like point to his chest he'll go like this and i'll go oh did he die of something with the heart or the lungs so another medium would feel it and be like oh he had a heart attack mm. but i'm such a hypochondriac like i can be that i'm like i don't i don't care if i'm worse on that like i still get it but I don't get it as directly. Hmm. So when you get that psychic info, it just pops in your head like an idea, but it's very subtle. It's like a very subtle thing. And I'm always open to that. And I've been delivering it. So I notice when it comes in and I'll go, oh, that's spirit. I got to tell this guy that his dad's going to be okay. Because I, in my heart, I want everyone to feel peace and feel safety and heal from the things that plague us. And that man was just going about his job, but he was worrying about his dad. And for me to be able to bring him that peace, like the guy was like, I can't believe I made a friend in the United States. And <laughs> he was wonderful, you know, like it, it really helped him. And that makes me feel really good that I could deliver a message for someone that needed it, you know, but it's like always a bunch of different senses. Like it'll be a see, feel, no, or a feel, no, or a hear. Like you might hear something, you might get a vision, or it just might come out of your mouth. Hmm. But I recognize it because I've been doing this for a long time. And when I train the my students like on how to recognize it, they'll always go, but I don't feel different. And I'll go, but I don't feel different either. And I'll <laughs> say to them, when you first came to me. Like, I what could, did they expect? Yeah, like, I'm to feel like Superman well, or Wonder Woman. Be like the movies like where like time stops and they get this vision and they just know it's not like that. Yeah, which is actually kind of um, making it seem, okay, well, this is more down to earth. It's mm -hmm. not, it's not like, I mean, it's natural. Could, it's na yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. It's more natural. And it's not you some have it. supernatural. You thing. have yeah. it too. And yeah. so doesn't your next door neighbor. 
Like we all have this gift. Yeah. That's again being the, the a CIA human being. has studied it and researched yeah. it and done many tests on it and oh, had, you know I, things yeah. like that. And I the mean, remote viewing. It, yeah, that's like right. one of my favorite gifts. Like someone will say, um, "Oh, Jenna." there's something going on in my house the light was flickering and i heard the door the doorknob squeak and when they're telling me that it's this is amazing like i'll get a vision of their house and i'll see what spirit is doing that and I'll, oh it's your grandpa and he really wants you to know that he misses you and he wants you to stop like sitting in the chair grieving him and know that he's around you mm. like that's a remote view like i have remote viewed into like a friend of mine's house and i'm like uh, i'm like all right i'm in the kitchen and you have a butcher block and you have one of those big black two-door refrigerators and she's like whoa and i'm like okay now i'm walking into the dining room like i can see her home from talking to her on the phone hmm. like the energy and she was testing me because she don't, thought and, it was and, funny and, and by the way uh, and i know I know this for a fact, you know, the law enforcement has, yeah, uh, remote you know, viewers. They, they use, you know, they, you know, and, and maybe they can't use it as evidence, but it, it, it can put pieces together. The Here's, details. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. Like I, I went as far, I went through the dining room. I said how it was set up. And then I went into her bedroom and opened her closet and saw she had Ugg slippers. And she's mm. like, oh, my God. <laughs> but I only did that because she was testing That's me. We the- were like playing with each other, like That's playing important. a game. And we got the detail of the Ugg slippers. Yeah, but yeah, I can see like slippers. wallpaper, <laughs> like the stuff that spirit shows you. Yeah, it's amazing. Like if someone like wants to know what spirits in their house or um, oh, this butterfly keeps coming to me. And I'm like, oh, are you sitting in a white lawn chair when it comes to you? And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, yeah. And there's like a light post next to you. Like, I'll see people's homes that I'm reading. And they're like, whoa, how do you know this? Like, I'm giving a reading in my house on the phone, mm. but they'll show me this. It's, it's, re- I love remote viewing. It's amazing. And mm. before I had training with my gifts, I'd be like at Kripalu. Like I was still mentoring when I gave readings at Kripalu. Mm-hmm. And I'd be like, oh my God, I'm doing that thing again. This is wild, you know? And then I'd go talk to my mentor and she'd be like, Jenna, that's remote viewing. Mm. And I'd be like, oh, you know? <laughs> I just put a, like, label, put a label on yeah. it. Yeah. You know? So I teach students what I learned because when you know what gift, like if someone comes to me for a reading and they bring me a pin that was their grandmother's and they'll say, what do you get off this pin? I'll feel it. And I'm reading the energy of a, of a pin. That's psychometry. Psychometry. Yes. It's okay. reading an inanimate object. And like when my girlfriend has a date and she went online to meet someone on a dating site, she'll send a picture <laughs> and I'll go, don't go out with him. He's not a good guy. And she'll go, really? And I'll go, don't go out with him. He's not a good guy. And then she'll go and she'll be like, oh my God, you were right. And I'm like, well, <laughs> you had to learn it for yourself. But that's <laughs> reading a photograph is psychometry. So I mm. teach the students all these little gifts and that way when these things appear you're like oh i did psychometry today and you don't think you have it but everybody has it like i've never trained someone that didn't have it mm. it's amazing so uh so you can pick up on any 
object or i mean or does it have to be a strong energy to it like i'm thinking like oh you're talking to that microphone what are you, what are you picking up off of that no um, and no, here's the there. other thing i don't <laughs> i like it's against my um i want to call it like my spiritual law like i do not read people without their permission yeah. Like that would be for my benefit. And my gift is not for myself. It's to help other people. Mm -hmm. So if my girlfriend shows me a picture, I'm helping her mm -hmm. and I'm tuning in. I'm not going to get any guys secrets. People are afraid. Yeah. They'll yeah. Come Isn't that to me interesting? And, and like say someone's yeah. cheating or something. They'll be like, oh my God, you can read my mind. I'm not going to pick up on anything that the person doesn't want me to. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Because I think that there is maybe a lack of openness from uh, some people because of that very reason, because mm -hmm. of a fear. They're scared. They're you know hiding something. Yeah. <laughs> whatever. One of, um, one of my friends' friends yeah. like was she's like Jenna makes me nervous because I think she can read my mind, and I'm like, <laughs> oh my god, I totally can't, <laughs> and I wouldn't if I could, but I can't. Mm. I can't read minds. Yeah. I yeah. read the energy, and then spirit is really responsible for that and i just um it's it's that subtle like these knowings that come through if if someone's not open to like my dad is not open to be read his mother has been standing there a hundred times and i'll be like dad your mom's there and he's like don't talk about that like it freaks him out because everything he knows like with his math brain that's woohoo right Right. And I'm adopted. So this is why he doesn't have that. Like he's mm -hmm. just not open minded to mm -hmm. see that. So you started way back when you were three. Mm -hmm. Now, where'd you grow up? I grew up in Westwood, Mass. Okay. So out towards Boston. All right. And so then, you know, you talked about your school days and, yeah. and high school and the rest. So then when did you get really serious about it. I mean, you, this is your business. This yeah. is how you uh, make a living. Tell me about that evolution a little bit sure. when you maybe got more formal training. Yeah. Um, well, I grew up with it and I always knew I was different because mm -hmm. um, I'd know things or something would come out of my mouth and I'd be like, oh my God, why did I say that? And I'd try to like fit in and not listen to that. And if it's crucial, it's going to come out. Um, so I grew up with that and I like most of the people that I was close with, like growing up as like a best friend, they were very much open to, but I didn't know, but you just like boyfriends or best friends, mm. you vibe with people that are like you, mm -hmm. but they didn't know it, but I they always didn't know it, but they also <clears throat> people don't really talk about it because again yeah well you could stigma. end up in jones yeah yeah or be burned at the stake yeah <laughs> a few centuries ago but yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah 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 there's all well that's like a stigma and a fear that's still we've probably all had lives where we were um psychic and burned at the stake or or put in a mental institution because that's what they did with a lot of people then so mm. i think that stigma is very real in our bodies mm. but um as for like coming into it, I stopped fighting it when I got divorced and that uh, my life was like, so it was, I lost my family, my dream and all of my friends when I got divorced and it was a very hard divorce, but it was a beautiful thing that happened. I didn't think that at the time, but it allowed me to say, you know what, I'm just going to be who I really am. 
and I'm not going to like play this game. I'm not going to make things look pretty. This is who I really am. Hmm. And then I started um, using my gift more. And then I started working with a mentor and she helped me a lot for many years. Hmm. It's amazing so. how divorce can do that. Oh, it's a wonderful thing. People don't know it, but it leads you to like, it's so hard, but it leads you to such yeah. beautiful pastures, you know? Yeah, yeah. it can. And it, it is. I mean, yeah. you know, and sometimes you wonder or, or think about, well, we all have our journeys and they're not supposed to be easy. No. Um, yours sounds like it wasn't, um, no. I, you know, at least during that period, but, but there's growth. I mean, yeah, growth doesn't happen without friction. No. Right? And I, I like people ask, cause I have a really, um, I don't want to like um, the divorce was very hard and um, people ask, Oh, well, would you do it again? And I really would. I would do it again for my children mm. that I wouldn't have had and for my awesome short last name that I wouldn't have had. <laughs> I got something out of it, right? Um, but I I would do it again because when I married someone, I stood up at that altar and um, they said their vows first and I knew I shouldn't marry him. And every ounce of my soul knew it but I didn't want to disappoint another and I felt trapped. So what did I do in that moment? I betrayed my own soul because mm. you, you can't betray yourself for another. And that lesson is like one of the biggest lessons of my life. And I help people with that lesson all the time. Mm. And I wouldn't change it because without that wisdom, I wouldn't have that knowledge to help people. Right. And just, and just like, you know, you gave advice to the girlfriend not to go out with that guy mm -hmm. who was not a good guy. Mm -hmm. um, they had to go through that. Yeah. And I support them the whole way, hold their hand, <laughs> love it. But I would have to learn for myself too. Mm. They're asking me. And sometimes when you want something, you don't believe like I, a lot of um, say someone goes back to someone and they're a cheater and they'll say, Jenna, is this person going to cheat again? And I said, yeah, that person's not going to change. And um, <laughs> that's where the saying you're going to go back. And they're like, no, I won't. And I'm like, yep, you're going to go back. Yeah. And I still love you and I still support you and yeah. it's going to be OK. And that's the kick you're going to need to move on. Yeah. And then they go back and they're like, well, you were right. And I'm like, I know. Yeah, I know. Well. You know. Once a cheater. Yeah. Well, that's not true. They, okay. People can okay. change. Okay. People can change. Okay. They really can. There you and go. I right. think so, people so <laughs> cheat because they betray their own soul and they're always doing something to please others. And being able to not betray yourself and disappoint another is a huge thing because in the long run, if you disappoint someone, yeah, that's awful. You're hurting someone with your honesty, but that's on a truth foundation. And that's all we have. If you don't have truth, you don't have a, you have a crumbling foundation, you know, but if you hurt someone with truth and stay true to yourself that person gets a lesson. That person is saved from making a mistake also. And so you're doing an injustice to that person by not being honest. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I know what you mean. Yeah. Um, absolutely. Yeah. But people have <laughs> yeah. a hard, even there, me. There, like, there's one. Okay. So honesty is always the best yeah. policy, right? And, uh, you know, some of these truisms are 
you know, are, yeah. are definitely true. <laughs> it's true. And, and yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, um, truth, uh, uh, truth is the best, uh, yeah. best policy and energetically too. Yeah. Well, also, um, like say there's a marriage where the man, um, he cheats on the wife and he doesn't want to tell the wife because it's going to destroy her by him doing that. He's very selfish. Not, I'm not even talking about the cheating. The cheating's there because he betrayed his own soul to please another mm-hmm. by him <clears throat> staying with the wife. He's keeping her from her rightful place with her, the man that would love her forever. Mm-hmm. And he's keeping himself from finding someone that he would love for. Right. Because he's maintaining the lie. <clears throat> yeah. And of, people are yeah. scared of disappointing other people. But I would honestly rather disappoint someone than do the lie. Because mm-hmm. I know this stinks and I'm going to hurt someone, but I'm disappointing them with truth. And they're going to end up in their rightful place. And they're going to come back and really appreciate that later. Hmm. And I have a lot of ex-boyfriends that I've been honest with or the, when the relationship's dead and and I'll tell them the truth and they'll get mad and hurt. And, and it's really hard to stay strong when someone's mad at you like that. And when you've hurt someone, you feel awful. But I could call up any one of them and they'd have coffee and we could talk and laugh and we're friends, hmm. you know, because it was done in truth. And when you love someone, you should be honest. So when it comes to uh, clients of yours, um, you know, not to have a, <clears throat> a, a breakdown of, you know, the types of, of clients, but I'm, I'm sure some go, you know, in from a personal relationship standpoint, some come in maybe from just the, the medium standpoint, yeah. you know, what's going on with my ancestry, um, you know, yeah. what do you see there? And then maybe there there's be an, lost dogs, oh, animal communication. And then also people, you know, looking to just health. grow and, and professionally in, in, in that world as well. So, you know, give me a sense of of people of, of the types of people that, and if that's not even a type of people, that's yeah. kind of like the, their their main focus. You know, All what, right, what are two, some of your main focuses? The, the, I think you're asking this. The two things <laughs> what am I that asking? people want to know <laughs> most in readings is love and money. Love and money. Yeah. There you go. Like you'll be doing love and money for the rest of your life because yep. everybody is afraid of ending up alone. And everybody wants to make it and have Mm. enough for the people they love. Mm. And so love and money, that's always going to be it. But um, it depends on the person. Like I'll have some people come and they lost their dog and they want to know where their dog is. And I'll tune in and remote view and help them with that. Or even... um, Knowing, of course, a lost dog is still love and money. Yeah, you know? it <laughs> so is. It's a little That's both. <laughs> the love. Yeah, lots but of love. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot. Like some people come for if they have health ailments and they want to know what spirit says, and spirit will give. Like, um, it's always a weird recipe. Like someone will come and they'll say, "Oh, my husband has arthritis," and then I'll just hear something weird, and I'll actually learn something. And I'll say like, oh, he has arthritis. I'm hearing aloe water. And this is actually a client this happened with. And um, 
the they'll be like well what is that i'm like i have no idea but that's what spirit said so you need to look into it and then they'll message me and be like oh my god he's drinking the aloe water <laughs> and he can move his hands and i'm like whoa <laughs> so like it, with health intuition it's it's always something weird and i really do learn a lot of, you, like through spirit you do great impressions that. of your clients I yeah love, I, I love them, them. <laughs> I love them. It, it's um when you help someone like when someone comes for a reading right it's on a truth vibration so there's no lying spirit knows everything so it, it it's on this vibration this is why i should have tissues growing out of my body because almost every client cries because it's on a truth vibration and when they come for a reading their loved one will come through which is grief and that makes people cry or if they're really needing help on their path spirit's going to show them that and it's emotional because they already know this spirit saying it do you know what i mean mm -hmm. and they're trying not to look at it or hide it right. but you can't hide yeah you it, it's just it's this lovely energy and it's um it's very i i think i heal with every reading i give because it gives me gratitude and it gives me joy and i'll tell you this when a spirit comes through and they're like oh i love you and i miss you and whatever that that doesn't emotionally get me it's when the spirit comes through and says i'm proud of you every time a spirit does that i'm crying mm. And I'm like, great, your grandpa just messed up my mascara, you know, <laughs> and they laugh. But with grief, too, it's um, such a touchy subject. And I'm, I'm not normal. Like, I'm not a normal, grievy person yeah. because of what I do. Right. And uh, in other, um, you know, uh, people who do work like that, I think they um, almost make light of it in the sense, you know, I've heard some people mm -hmm. say, oh, well, um, they use the term, oh, well so-and-so croaked or that yeah, sort of thing yeah, they, they make yeah. light of it because um there's a certain sense a that you kind of are you're very aware of this that they that there's yeah. energy and they they continue on so that really gone they, yeah you know uh in, in that way and then and then the other thing is you just have to keep it kind of light because well, you, you don't want to make it <laughs> i don't keep it light though John. okay i don't um all right. when someone's grieving i go right in mm -hmm. i'm like all right well he's saying this and the person will cry even if i have a friend that lost someone i'll go right in because what people need is not for us to tiptoe around the grief not to upset the person the person's lost a loved one they're very upset mm -hmm. so i go right in and i'm like well tell me how you're feeling and oh i'm getting he's coming through now and he has this message and i tell all my clients when someone first passes away with grief you're almost numb like they haven't grieved yet they're numb and that could last six months to a year yeah. and we're bringing these people casseroles and oh i'm so sorry and here's a card and i'm thinking of you and they're numb they're in shock that they just lost someone they love mm. and i always say to people bring that casserole six months down the line and talk about the person because people tiptoe around grief and that doesn't keep the spirit's memory alive and it doesn't help the person grieving you you need to talk about unless they they tell you please don't talk about that it makes me very upset most people want to talk well, about it well that's the it. thing i mean the whole point is you've lost somebody mm -hmm. you're sad about it because that person is no longer there mm -hmm. so you would think that yes 
talking yeah. about that person and feeling good about the the memories and and everything that that person meant yeah. to you would actually be helpful. Yeah, everybody's different everybody's with their different. grief, but there is a numbness um, mm-hmm. that like when someone first passes away, like for the six, the first six months, they're pretty numb. So I, that's why I'm like, bring the casserole at six months, because mm. that's when people need you mm. is after they've digested that they've lost their loved one. And that's when people are like, oh, they're done. And it's really hard for people when you lose someone. And I remember feeling this way when my grandmother died. Um and I know where she went and I know that she's still there and that she's still around me. And I still have all my memories and I can I can know when she's around, you know, but these people, they need that like after they come out of the numbness and they start that grieving process that's when they need us that's when they need us to check on them to bring the casserole say oh you don't feel like talking about here let me take your garbage out for you Mm. like let me help you in any way and it's so hard because life just keeps going on and your person's gone yeah and that's what i find is the hardest part and with my clients like that is the hardest part like they it's so shocking that this person that meant so much to you like life's just going on like they never existed Mm. and um so i always tell people like check in on your people like for the first two years like check in because they're numb for the first six months yeah and it is interesting because you would think that um there's a there's a sense i'm sure that when people think about death and they're like oh my god will people be sad when i'm gone or will life just go on well the fact of the matter is life will go on Mm -hmm. um when when you go on but when you're looking at that as someone who you love and then recognizing that okay everyone seems to be okay with this i'm not that must be extra it's devastating really because you're not really grieving with anyone else because maybe that person is was and then closest to you. They feel like um, everybody expects them to be all right. So then when they're grieving and they're really in it, they're like, I should be over this by now. Mm. Why do I feel this way? But I think mediumship is a it's a wonderful gift for people who have lost people because it shows them that they are always around us that um they know what's going on in your life and they're there to help guide you mm-hmm. we just don't always know it yeah yeah and, it, and, it, and and like what what are things that i mean because everyone communicates in different ways and yeah. um and spirit communicate in different ways so what are what are things that may come uh to you like uh, during when, a reading yeah during a reading how people you know, i don't know if there's a typical way <laughs> like how does well, how does the how does uh grandpa usually communicate you yeah. know it's you know clearly it's, well, it's always different, different but spirits communicate differently like sometimes they'll show pictures to me in their mind or they'll give me like a little mini movie mm to show me like a scene and then when i say the scene the person's like oh wow yeah that happened or sometimes i'll hear a song and i'll say oh does the song mean anything or like um i always ask the spirits like because they give us signs and the signs can be physical or it could be um a butterfly or something or a penny 
or well, for instance, those are two very common ones. So with my clients, I always ask for a sign. I don't ask. They know that I'm thinking that. Do you know what I mean? So the spirit will say, oh, I'm, I'm, he's showing me pennies, I'll say. And they'll go, oh, my gosh, I just found a penny in a weird place today. And I'm like, that's from him. Hmm. And so um, they, they, each spirit is different. Sometimes they show up at my house in the morning. Like I usually do my first <laughs> readings around 10 Where's, or 11 and show. I'll come downstairs okay. and someone's dad is in the corner. And I'm like, Oh, there's that guy. He's, he's with someone today. <laughs> and, but they know, like, I don't tune into them because I know when I get on the phone with someone, they're going to step forward. And I don't feel it's right to tune into them until I'm with their person. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. but I have come down and even my kids are like, who's that guy? And I'm like, oh, he's one of the readings today, probably, you know, <laughs> it's funny. He's, uh, and he's it, in the waiting room. <laughs> I've had spirits give me gifts too. Like if I've helped someone, like there was this woman um, and I gave her a reading and her grandmother gave her dimes. And I kept telling her that. And the woman was very skeptical. And she's like, no, Jenna, that's not true. And I'm like, well, that's what I'm getting. And she was putting on her boots at the end of the reading. And she was like in Ohio or something. And because it was winter, she had to go pick up her kids. And she picked up her second boot and found a dime. And I go, I told you. And she's like, oh, my God, this is amazing. And I'm like, save that dime because that's from your grandmother. And she's mm -hmm. like, oh, my God, I'm going to. It like opened her up. But so when I finished the reading, it had just snowed where we are. And I went outside to pick up my kids from school. And there's a dime on the walkway with no footprints, nothing on top of the snow. So I picked it up and I heard her grandmother say, thank you. Mm. So like I'll sometimes get weird gifts like that, too, from a client because that grandmother has been trying to get through to that client for like, I'm here, mm. you know? Yeah. Wow. So it's, it's really a it's a it's a very um it's a beautiful experience. I can't even put it into words. I always call it, it's like a euphoric high. Like when, when you do readings and you help someone on that level and it's undeniable and it's magical and it's, it, it seriously is like a drug. It's like a euphoric high. The, you feel whole in your heart and that person does too. Mm. It's, it's really a, a beautiful thing. Well, tell me about free will, because yeah. here you are, you know, and, and I presume you'll see visions of someone and maybe something in the future. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't know, maybe there are things that people don't want to see or don't or, or, mm -hmm. or they don't like what what you're you're telling them, maybe. Right. Um, and and so I guess that there's that question of, OK, well, there's things that potentially could be there's free will. Um, is there a destiny? Is that you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you know, how, do 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 people, you know, how do you work through that concept? Um, if all right, so with free will, um, I don't. I feel like if spirits, like, say, I'm in the grocery store, for instance, mm -hmm. and spirits giving me this information, if um, 
there was a time in the grocery store. I don't normally like read people in public. I feel like that's not for the highest good and they may not be open, but I was in the grocery store and I was in the freezer aisle. I was going to check out of there, get my food and I'm in the freezer aisle. And there's this guy, a spirit, someone's dad holding on to my cart saying, tell her not to quit nursing school. And I'm like, Oh buddy, get out of my way. I got to get home. I'm not going to interfere. And he was adamant. And there's a girl down the aisle picking up her waffles or whatever. And I went up to her and I said, hi, I'm a psychic medium. I know this is going to freak you out and make you very upset, but your father just pushed my cart into me. That's how pushy he is. And he says, don't you dare quit nursing school. She lost it. She started crying. And then she's following me around the store because she wants more info. (laughs) But I don't know if she quit nursing school, but he wouldn't leave me alone. In a case like that, I will deliver the message because how do I know? Like, it's not even me, but spirits giving me that that could be the only way this girl would get that message. And she needed that for her highest good. Yeah. Yeah. So I will do that if they're really pushy. (laughs) I will. But I try not to. And I and I do sometimes know things and keep quiet. Because I know that person's not ready for that, you know, but usually spirit decides that and I just deliver. Mm. And if someone's having a reading with me, they're um, giving their permission. So when you sign up for a reading with me, you're giving me your permission when we get on the phone and I do the reading to tune into your energy and tell you what spirit's giving me. Mm. So I have their permission in that way. Yeah. 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 It's magical. It really is. It must be fun being you. It unless you have to deliver something bad. Well, right. And it does um knowing things is not always a blessing. It can be a real burden too. Well, we've been through a lot mm-hmm. as a community um around the world over the last uh, couple of years. And I and I think when you look at these things, you know, it, it's hard not to see um, people as a collective mm-hmm. and kind of like where we're at and, you know, just from a energetic standpoint, just from a happiness standpoint, we've been through a lot. And I think a lot of people have been just kind of not happy. Yeah. Uh, there's been just, it's, it's been a long process. And I think, you know, as getting through all of what we've gone through with the the pandemic and, and the rest, we're starting to get out of it. And I think people are excited to just get out, right. uh, even just and, and have some sense of uh, normalcy um, to use that term. But how, how do you feel about how, where people are at right now? I feel like um, I'm going to sound kind of crazy when I say this, because not everybody um, is into the woohoo. But um, the Earth's vibration is rising to that of a truth vibration. So um, it's a more compassionate and loving energy. And we've been, it's a female energy. And we've been in male energy for so, so long. So what's going on in the world is we're all acclimating to this lighter, more loving, compassionate energy. And I feel like the future is going to be quite bright because of that energy where people might be safe to be themselves and be loved for themselves. And that's what I feel like is going to happen in the future. I feel like we have a 
a little bit of some bumpy roads coming to get to that point. And whenever you're acclimating to like a different temperature or a different place or whatever, a vibe, which we're doing now, it's uncomfortable mm. and it's, it's painful. Mm. And I feel like a lot of people are going through that. Um, what worries me is the teenagers because I have to, and it's very hard for them to plan for the future with the world in this state. And um, I feel it feels almost hopeless. Like a lot of our young people feel very hopeless and they can't plan anything. Mm -hmm. And um, that worries me a little, but um, I do think the overall um, end goal is going to be beautiful. Yeah. I mean, it is interesting because, you know, also there's this full philosophy of, okay, be present, be present. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if you're truly present, you know, how much can you plan, you know? So it's like yeah. this, this um, dual, action, you know, to have a vision for what you want uh, in the future and also be right there yeah. and, you know, sort of doing everything um, every day and, and being present. But, um, but that's interesting. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. And I think being present is a really hard thing because we do get ahead of ourselves and we're in the future with fear and anxiety. Yeah. And if in the present moment is really the only place where we're safe, but then your fear and anxiety, it's like, well, I didn't plan. What about this? You know, but you can plan for the future, but then stay grounded and present too. Yeah. Tell me about that a little bit, the groundedness, because uh, you oh, teach. I'm a terrible grounded person. <laughs> like I, <laughs> I have to ground myself all the time. I'm always in the clouds. But you teach. Well, maybe that's maybe that's why you teach workshops yes. about it because yes. you've had to do that uh, yourself. But um, but that's you know, when you talk about things you do at Kripalu and yeah. and other uh, venues. Um, that's one of those things. So what does that even mean, being um, to you being so being grounded? Being grounded is. Um, it's it's being like connected to the earth and the ground and like having like your energy in the present moment. And when I do readings, I have to raise my vibe. And a lot of times I'm not grounded and I'll walk around floaty. Like if you come downstairs in the morning and hit your toe on the coffee table, you're not grounded. Like I'll trip upstairs and I'll be like, oh, I'm not grounded. <laughs> it takes me like five things to realize. But if I was reading someone, I'd be like, oh, you're not grounded. Mm. So like, I think keeping your energy in that present moment is being grounded and grounded to mother earth. That's what they call it. Like grounded to mother earth, but there's like meditations you can do. You can just sit by a tree. You can be barefoot on the ground. That helps you ground. Gardening mm. helps you ground. Like there's a million different ways you can ground. Yeah. Crystals. Uh, yeah. One of the easy ways that, well, uh, crystals but also yeah one of the easy ways to be grounded is simply to be in touch with nature mm -hmm. and literally in touch you know we've had this conversation on the podcast yeah. um before um with uh people especially the people who love the trails and, and the trees and everything yeah. but but literally being barefoot in the grass mm -hmm. you know putting your hand up to a tree or maybe okay. both hands maybe even hug the tree yeah. um you know that yeah, again, this is, this is all research. You, this is all research. This anxious, is not, <laughs> it helps. If you feel anxious, you're not grounded. Yeah. And you'll see me because I'm so sensitive to energy. Sometimes I'll get anxiety 
and people will drive by my house and I'm out on the front lawn barefoot with hematite, like holding hematite. <laughs> and I'm just grounding over here, you know. But yeah, everybody has to ground. Like people don't realize it because when you're in the clouds, like it's it it's like a dizzy feeling too. It's mm. like come back to earth where you're safe. Yeah. Yeah. So grounding. Yeah. <laughs> interesting yeah I, i'm i need to ground more mm. but always i always say like um every person um especially psychics we all suffer from like poor spiritual hygiene and grounding would be like the hygiene like because i help other people i don't look at myself and then mm. three things will happen like i'll stub my toe on the coffee table trip upstairs and like have a household accident and i'm like oh it's because i'm not grounded mm. but we're helping someone else should be like you're not grounded here come sit down yeah, like hold this hematite the shoe cobbler's mm -hmm. son that sort of thing yeah. and, and, and i can't you know imagine as i said well it must be really fun being you but also it can no, be very difficult well, I mean, well that's <laughs> not in that way <laughs> well yeah. right so and and that's interesting that again because i, I clearly it you almost well you're passionate about what you do but also it's like you can't deny it because it's all it's it's coming right. to you all the time so you know at some point you know you have to be able to focus on yourself you know? yeah oh yeah <laughs> and i'm just a normal person learning my stuff i told like i go to get psychic readings and like I, I keep a bunch of psychics around me and I'll be like, oh, what do you get off of this? And we swap info and it helps me. Like I always feel helped. If I have like a health ailment, I'll go to a psychic. Like I have this, this best friend named Rod. He's the man is wonderful. And he's like a super psychic. And I'll say, Rod, I have this pain. The psychic's a psychic. No, he's like so amazing. <laughs> I'll be like, Rod, I have this pain. And um, what do you think it is? And he'll go, oh, it's nothing serious. And it'll be gone on Thursday. And I'm like, oh, right. Okay, whatever. I'll wake up Thursday and I'll go, oh, my God, he was right. <laughs> like it, it, I'm skeptical, too, because mm -hmm. I'm a human. But like, I don't get a lot of info for myself. Like once in a while, I'll see my own spirits, but I don't sit and talk to spirits. Hmm. Like my gift is for other people. If I'm like around someone dangerous, my gut's going to act up like yours would or like the, the neighbors would, you know, like any person. But I don't get a lot of psychic info because that would give me the upper hand in life. Hmm. And I wouldn't learn my lessons and my relationships wouldn't be equal hmm. so i'm just a human out there swimming in the sea too you know hmm. and so tell me about the crystals a little oh, bit because you know and um and sometimes you know i think we're in this generation where okay so there's definitely crystals is like a thing right now yeah, for sure like, a fad. Uh, like yeah it could be a fad um i don't know you know i i don't know too too much about it i know enough to be dangerous you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um but tell me ab about that you know because i think you've been oh, not knowledgeable been about this for, years, for many, yeah. many many years so you know so yes there's the fad right now but you you were yeah, long before but i'm glad there's a the fad, fad because more people are opening up to how amazing the crystals are because mm -hmm. crystals their energy we take in through our chakras which are energy sources in the body mm -hmm. 
and it will heal different ailments. And like, depending on the ailment, there's, there's whatever your ailment is, there's a crystal that you can work with to help that ailment. Mm -hmm. And I, I still say, and how does it do that? Yeah. Like it, it's through your energy. Like say, um, I have a bruise on my leg. Like I'll get a clear quartz tumbled stone and hold it to the bruise and say the bruise is bigger than the stone. It's going to heal in the middle. And then you'll see the parts where you didn't hold it. Like crystals are amazing. Like you can take an amethyst if you have a headache and lie down on the couch and put it on your third eye like a dark purple one and your headache's going to go away. Mm. Like if you, um, because they, because the, the energy and, and there's a certain vibration yeah. to that. And like, Tesla, like, they're te healing. like Tesla said, yeah. Think of terms of uh, energy and vibration. Yeah. Right. So like, and we're all, we are energy. energy. We are energy. Yeah. Um, and we are giving off a vibration. This table is giving off a certain vibration. So those, crystals have a certain yes. have a certain yes. vibration. i don't know like um for some reason my thing with the crystals is ailments like helping people with health or yeah. spiritual or personal ailments and i can tell you the crystal for really any ailment but like as for knowing like their hardness and where they come from on the earth like <laughs> i don't know that that's not interesting to me so i think that's why i don't know that but I love when there's a skeptic because I used to work at the store and there was this woman that came in and was like, this stuff doesn't work. And it was a crystal store. And I said, oh, yeah, well, this one's on me. What is your worst ailment right now? And she said, oh, I have a sinus infection. And I said, OK, take this snowflake obsidian, go home. And when you're watching TV, hold it to your nose. She came back and bought them for all her friends because they work. Mm. They work. And animals, you can heal animals with them. Animals actually heal faster from crystals than people do because their minds don't get in the way. Mm. It, they're amazing. They, mm. They've changed my life. Wow. Like I cannot live without crystals. And hematite is like my all-time favorite because mm. it's, it's, it's the one for grounding it helps anxiety it helps car sickness it helps insomnia it's like my absolute go-to and i i love it i will not leave home without it yeah and uh you do readings for people what all over the country yep all, all over, over the world all over the world yeah um and i'm just doing them by phone now instead yeah. because um when COVID happened I started doing them because I used to do them in person, but I started doing them on the phone and that works so much better for me with two teenagers and <laughs> like rotating the schedules. And it also um, allows me to read people from all over. Mm. So, and I like it better. So and, I'm going to stick with And not that. so much Zoom. I don't Zoom. do Zoom because um, <laughs> a lot of times the vibe is so high, it like shuts out. Uh -huh. And also when I see myself, like I'm having a hard time even being on camera here. <laughs> I don't like to see myself. Okay. But in Zoom, when I see myself, I'm like, oh, oh my God, my hair. I look awful. Like, how can I give this reading? It distracts me. Uh-huh. So I want to give people the best reading. So I, I better not be seen, yeah. you know? <laughs> so I do it on the phone for that purpose. But yeah. I don't like to have to keep calling people back. Mm. 
And, like and with the Zoom. Yeah. So that it, it's, I mean, when you have clients all over the world, mm-hmm. then it's kind of like, well, what's the point of having a space? Mm-hmm. Because I don't know if at one point you had uh, a yeah. space. Um, <clears throat> I've know, had that, a couple spaces and I probably will in the future. Yeah. Yeah. I probably will. But just right now, like I want to get my daughter. She's going to be a junior. I want to get her through high school. And this is just works better for me right now. Yeah. I love it. And plus, I can be in my pajamas when I'm reading people and no one knows, you know, it's it's I think it works out great. I also find um, I have a lot of clients that are like, oh, well, I'll just wait till you're in person again. And I'm like, well, you're missing out because um, there's no difference from in person than on the phone. Energy is energy. Yes. And they don't realize that or they think it's going to be a lesser experience. But actually, I find when someone's in their own home and they're on the phone with me, they're a lot more relaxed. Mm. So I get more info. Mm. So it's actually a better reading. Are you more focused? But just by hearing, you know, in other words, because there's all these different um, variables right. when it's in person, there's a visual, there's the, you know, you're in a location, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, is that a part of it too? I don't, I don't. I don't feel like um, like when I'm with someone in person, it doesn't distract me at all. Yeah. It's just the technology. Like if I go to the grocery store, guaranteed I'm going to be in the wrong line because that grocer is going to like not be able to check out because my energy messes with technology. Really? It, I'll drive like I'll probably drive home and streetlights will go out. And my whole life I'm like. <laughs> Oh my God, this is bad luck. The lights are going out. Like they don't want me to see, but it's just my energy messes with stuff. Like you can ask my boyfriend because I have a problem with our printer. Uh, I'll go to print something out and it will not work. He'll, uh, he'll go get out of here, go, go in the other room and he'll hit print. It works. Like I mess with technology and I think it's because <laughs> my glad, vibe I'm glad, is I'm glad you're not messing. so far. So good. Not it's because I'm not trying. I'm <laughs> not using it. Like if I was using it, it would be messed up. But I do. It, it. It's just a high energy vibration. And I think that happens to a lot of people. And if anybody out there is driving and streetlights always go out, it's not a bad sign. You just have high energy. Because, yeah, it, was, it, was scared, it scared me for a while, but. Yeah, as for in person or on the phone, um, I like both. I love in person too, because it's more like personal seeing someone. It's a lot more work because I have to like sage everything after each client and to make the energy good, you know? Yeah. Because you don't want someone else's residue in there. As you mentioned, you're a mom. Mm -hmm. So. Your mom. Yeah. Too. <laughs> yeah. They call me nutty, my kids. They're like, you're so nutty, mom. And I'm like, oh, at least they didn't say crazy, you know? <laughs> nutty, I'll take. But yeah, they call me nutty. So um, do, do the other uh, moms uh, know all about you? Know, do, yeah. Other, are, I don't know if you're a soccer mom or you're a... Yeah. Or I don't a, hide yeah. it. I don't yeah. hide it. I really don't. Um, they know... Cocktail I, parties would be fun. Yeah. yeah. I don't... Um, <laughs> My kids are older now, so I don't have to, like, do as much with other families and stuff. Like, that's when their kids are younger. Like, I'll I'll hang out with their friends, and if I'm picking up my daughter, like, I wave, but I don't, like, hang out with other 
my children's friends' families or anything. <laughs> not anymore. I used to, but I don't hide it. Like I'm not ashamed of it. And um, there's people that look at me and they're like, "Oh, that's that's really you're really crazy to do that and or say that or claim that." And that I don't take insult to that. That's someone else's opinion. Well, maybe it's not for you, you know. Mm-hmm. But no, I'm not ashamed of it. And um, I mean, besides my kids calling me nutty. <laughs> they they do come to me a lot and say, "Well, mom, you were right," and I'm like, "Oh, I'm not so nutty, was I?" You know, <laughs> like it, they can still mom like was right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they can still get away with stuff too. People always ask me like, "Oh, do you know when they're lying?" And I know when they're lying just as a person because like it, you can see the twinge in the mouth. Like <laughs> I know, like it's almost like they 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 know I'm gonna know, but I think that's just a mom thing. <laughs> it's not a psychic it's thing. Psychic. No, it's mom powers. Yeah, uh, yeah. every mom's got every it. mom. You just got to work on it. Every mom's <laughs> yeah, I think it's hard for my kids, and I do feel bad. Um, growing up with someone who does readings, it's quite embarrassing. Yeah. Like, because they'll be at school. Oh, what does your mom do? And a lot of times, um, my kids will say they won't tell them I'm a psychic medium. They'll tell them, Oh, my mom makes jewelry. Because mm. I make a line of crystal healing jewelry because I like I like to wear it mm-hmm. rather than carry all those stones. And um, so they'll say that. And I don't take offense to that. I think they're just trying to fit in. Yeah. But yeah. now they're like, oh, my mother, my, can you read my friend, mom? And I'm like, oh, are they 18? You know, <laughs> like maybe. <laughs> but now they're they're coming into it more so it's getting easier and when they were young like they would say if we had an argument or something they'd be like well i hate crystals and i'd be like oh my god no don't say that you know but now they're like mom what crystals for this and they'll go grab it and use it so it's it's amazing the stages with kids you're never you never can sit you know mm. what i mean you know what i mean <laughs> yeah i know it is mean. amazing I mean, I mean, I, well i haven't gotten i don't have any teenagers yet so yeah it's uh, fun but <laughs> like real it's a switch it's like a real switch um but i i like i like my kids like i think they're really good people and they mm. both help a lot of people like with their friends and it's that famous empath which is a highly sensitive person that's actually a psychic gift and it stinks and a lot of people have it and um you'll know you're an empath if people will go oh i don't know why i'm telling you this but and then they start telling you Mm -hmm. that's what happens to my kids and my kids have learned to accept that and help and Mm -hmm. i love that about them it's interesting because i presume as far as someone being in that position or even being someone who's vulnerable Mm -hmm. let's just put it that um you tend to I don't know, go in, 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 as you grow or not grow, you know, people can maybe if they've been burnt, then they become more calloused Mm -hmm. and, and then they kind of shut that side off Mm -hmm. uh, a lot. And I wonder, um, I wonder if that was ever anything that, you know, happened to you at some point, or did you think about, or is that common, you know, because you can be an empath and then at some point oh, it gets overwhelming and then you just cut it right off. It's extremely common. And I want to say a lot of addicts and alcoholics are empaths and it's just too much energy. So they're numbing it. Mm. And um, I think it's a lot. I spent a lot of my 
teenage years with a ton of anxiety. Like I used to bring my car with me wherever I went so I'd have my escape. So if I had to leave, people didn't get mad at me and have to drive me home. Like I, I, I got to bring my car, like just in case I have to leave and I have anxiety. Hmm. But I actually went to a therapist for anxiety when I was in high school. And um, the therapist is like, well, what's setting this off? And I'm like, nothing. Like, I'm not afraid of tests or like nothing's going on in school. I'm like, I don't know. Like, I'll just be somewhere. And all of a sudden I... I feel this anxiety, like my stomach knots up and my heart starts racing and I feel so scared and they couldn't help me. Right. Mm -hmm. And then like, as I grew into my gift, I started learning that, oh, this is why I'm picking up on this guy over here who just had a fight with his wife. And like, I could be fine and go somewhere and I'd pick up on the energy Mm. and then it makes me feel unsafe and anxious. But when I learned about energy and me picking up on it and being open to that, I could shield myself mm-hmm. from that. Like when I go to Target, I put a bubble on. Mm-hmm. Like I teach people, I call it the triple M bubble. And it's like um, you visualize white light going in and putting a bubble around yourself. <clears throat> and you color the first bubble blue for Archangel Michael. So there's your first M. And he's the angel of protection. And then you bring another white light in and put another bubble over Michael's bubble and you do a mirror. And that allows anyone's energy to bounce back off into the universe and not penetrate you. And then the last bubble, you color silver for Archangel Metatron, who's the biggest, strongest angel there is. Hmm. And so you have triple M's triple M bubble of protection. And I, I started doing that with my son because I thought if I use Metatron, like it sounds like a transformer and he'd be like, (laughs) yeah, triple M bubble, you know, but they, I would have them put it on and we'd go in target and my daughter would go, I have a headache. And I'm like, you didn't put your bubble on, you know, cause I'll pull up at the store and put my bubble on and Mm -hmm. then go in. And I would have them do it and she'd be in there and I'm like, you didn't put your bubble on. She's like, I didn't. And I'm like, that's why you have a headache. Yeah. And it's interesting because, you know, when a lot of, you know, spiritual people, for lack of a better description, talk about um, Archangel Michael, Mm -hmm. you know, and one may think, oh, well, that's like a Catholic thing, right? Mm -hmm. Because, you know, and, but. But actually, it's it's more universal yeah. than that. I mean, you know, so it, that's that's interesting. Yeah. Um, because I don't associate necessarily people like you. Yeah. To like the Catholic faith, yeah. but like that's the sort of maybe perception because it's Saint Michael and mm-hmm. and all that. But that's that's interesting. Yeah, it is. Um, I I have a good connection with angels, and a lot of people have angels around them, and I'll see. Um, not like the, how they paint them, but how I see an angel is like the color. I'll see like this hue around people. And sometimes I'll see a wing, mm. like a, so I know it's an angel. And then I'll say, oh, by the way, you have Archangel Jophiel around you. And they're like, who's that? And I'm like, it's, it's a yellow and pink angel. Mm. <clears throat> and they'll look it up and be like, whoa, I'll go Google her healing, you know, or it's healing because yeah. angels are supposedly sexless, but she feels feminine that Joe feel, Mm -hmm. and it will be all this stuff about self love. And the woman just got out of a relationship and her self love is in the gutter. 
Yeah. So she's like, whoa. And I'm like, look at how awesome you are. You have that angel working with you. Yeah. You so know? when so when you have, you know, and people who are very religious and mm-hmm. maybe they go to the store and they buy, you know, the St. Michael protector yeah. or the cards or that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, and, and different trinkets and that uh, and so forth. You know, how, how do you feel about about that? I think it's beautiful. Yeah. I think if that brings you safety and you're you have an Archangel Michael um, necklace or Saint Michael is what they call it. Mm-hmm. Um, you're invoking him. You're honoring him, and your your intent is to have that energy around you. And I think it's a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I'm not religious, but yeah. I don't, I don't, well, I guess I mean, I'm always kind of like seeking like where, you know, where are these um, connections? In other words, because I I feel like human beings, we're all much more alike than other words, no no matter, you know, what you believe in or what your faith is or what you grew up with or what you evolved into or out of. um, There's a lot more we have in common um than than otherwise even even on some of these levels and we may not even know it yeah it's um i think we have um a lot of people that are um what all right how i measure success okay this people think success is money and your stuff and having the perfect family and all of that but really success is your level of happiness on a daily basis Like that is how I measure success is how happy you are. If you have a job like my job, I love my job. So when I wake up in the morning, I'm like happy. I'm like, ooh, who do I get to tune into today? And and you know what I mean? Like I feel excited about it. So it's not like a job. And I'll do my job. Like, I don't, I don't think about retirement when I'm an old lady and I'm in a wheelchair and I'm blind and half deaf, I can still read and I'm going to still be helping people like your level of happiness in your every day is what, how I measure success. Mm. And I think that people forget that. And I think that like somewhat society and technology and all of that takes away from our happiness and you forget like what am i here just to work and pay bills and die Mm. like no like how do we feel happy we feel happy when we help someone yeah how do you fill that hole well you fill that hole by giving out yeah and and i mean we create i mean there's a society that's been created where we are in that system Mm -hmm. and maybe that's some of the things that we're starting to, as you talk about, you know, the earth and it's, you know, where things are uh, raising the vibe, maybe those, that's the kind of system that we're starting to break out of. And I think, um, and I think COVID was uh, an accelerator of that. And I'm not the first one to talk about this, that people are really, really understanding what it means to be happy Mm -hmm. and what it means to actually live a, a, great life and what we thought before before all this and we were just kind of like going through the motions and we had the job and paying the mortgage and and what have you no you we can 
not necessarily go into the office every day. We don't, yeah. you know, we, we can find other ways to make it work, you know, have the money that, it, that, that we need to have to, to live life. But even, even that, I mean, what, what does it all mean? You know? So I think a lot of people were asking these questions yeah. uh, during that time and, and it hasn't gone away. No. It hasn't gone and, away. I think it made a big of, imprint. A lot of, um, like if you're with the wrong person and you yeah. know that, like how we talked about that earlier, like a lot of couples are breaking up and a lot of people are switching jobs or moving. And I feel like it's like this innate feeling that I'm doing all this and I don't have enough happiness. And I think that that's going to change. Like um, when you're doing some, I always say this to like, it's, I'm probably beating a dead horse with how many times I say this, but in life, it needs to be a win-win. Like both people need to have the win-win. If it's not a win-win, it's, it, it's horrible for both people. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? And it's always been um, this energy of one person wins and that's not, fair and that's not right and it's not helping humanity like i'll tell you like sometimes i'll give a free reading to someone and like one of my friends will be like oh why didn't you charge them and i'm like well they don't have any money and they needed this reading and spirit was right there and i had to give them the reading and they don't down me for that but then that person i read sends me three people mm -hmm. like is that a win-win yeah yeah yeah. You know, like if say I ran some store and I was extremely successful and I had someone working for me, that person would get as much goodies as I would mm -hmm. so that it's a win win. Mm -hmm. Like I can give someone a reading and they can pay me with cookies. That's still a win win. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> what you mean? <laughs> like both people have to win. Like you have to get a good deal and this person has to get a good deal. Mm. And so I'm very, um, I say that all the time. Like my kids are like, oh, okay, mom, with your win-win, you know, but it's true. I think that's um, more people are looking for that. And also um, with the level of technology and convenience that has made us all so lazy and <laughs> everything's at the tip of our fingers, um, it's a lot harder in society and in our lives these days to feel real gratitude. Like if you look back at the old days, like um, is the farmer's tractor broke down and he went to the junkyard and it needed a spark plug and he looked all over all day long, found that exact spark plug and fixed his tractor. That man has more gratitude than I've had in my whole life. Hmm. Like it, something with that needs to change. Yeah, yeah. And I really hope it does because I want to feel that kind of gratitude. I want to go back to basics and like connect with my neighbors. And like my grandmother used to have the mailman come in and sit and have tea, mm -hmm. like the mailman, right, you know, right. like I know my mailman and I say hi to him and he's wonderful, but um, we need more connection like that. And more like, I feel like technology takes away from us, having that gratitude where it is at like it's so convenient and then don't get me wrong i use it too but it's not giving me gratitude because i didn't have to work for it yeah yeah and i and, want that pure yeah. gratitude yeah and there's and there's ways to increase gratitude mm -hmm. and to and to grow that yeah um 
because it is. Yeah. I mean, we, we, it is a, a miracle, you know, we're all yeah. here and, and doing what we do and, and uh, living this life. And we all, it's your perception many times. Yeah. Yeah. It so, is. so gratitude is gratitude is the only way also out of victim mode mm-hmm. and um, people get in victim mode. Um, and the only way out of it, we all fall prey to that, like where, oh, nobody answered their phone and I needed help. And, you know, you, you, every single person on earth does that. But the only way out of that is through gratitude. Mm. So, like, you, you need to, everybody should look at that a little closer. Yeah. Like, and, and, you know, and count your blessings. Yeah. And there's yeah, a reason yeah. <laughs> like they say, count it's, your blessings. Exactly. You literally, you should, or I mean, you shouldn't, I mean, you do whatever you want, but, um, but that's, that is something you'll that, feel better. That will help. Yeah. You'll feel help. better. Yeah. And I, I think the win win thing is I want to like bring that in and make it really popular so that imagine if everybody felt like that. Like that it had to be a win-win. Like I have the most beautiful neighbors across the street. There's this young couple, right? And the wife brought over this blueberry cake because my boyfriend adores cakes. He's like a dessert freak. And he said it was the best blueberry cake that he ever ate. And I don't bake. I hate (laughs) baking. Okay. I'm not like you're, oh, let me bake. But I have this empty plate where the cake was. So I'm like, oh, my God. So I, I, I gave her, I put two bracelets in a little present like in tied a bow and put it on the plate and brought it over to her. And she's like, Jenna. And I'm like, well, I don't bake, but that's a win-win. Mm. Yeah. Well, Hey, yeah. Your boyfriend liked it. Yeah. So, oh, hey, he loved you it. Know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And how sweet is she? Yeah. Like that. People don't do that. Like let's have more of her Yes. in the world. I think we can get there. Yeah. I think we can get there. I think the there. win-win is, is you a know? good start. It is because I think I think people are starting the, the, the priorities of what used to be and the things that, you know, people striving for. And and yeah, I mean, you, you got to have money to live and, and, yeah. and all that. But like this, you know, sort of even, even like obsession with like celebrity and, mm-hmm. and things like that. I think it's not what it once was. Yeah. We are. Oh, yeah. We are much more grounded i think compared to in in a sense of like what is real and really focusing on like what is real and understanding that even kids going through school and people making decisions as to what they ought to be doing oh no we don't have to go to a four-year school and spend two hundred thousand dollars you know maybe go to a trade school and that's okay now you know or or go to community college or or, take a year off or take a year off things like that and that's just one example yeah um people i think are taking a a, a different approach to it and it's less about oh well we got to keep up with the joneses so therefore our our kids got to go to ivy league school and that's that it's different now yeah, I honestly don't care if my kids work at McDonald's. Like, if, <laughs> if they were happy, I just want them to be happy. Yeah. And they're already good people. So, if they were happy doing that, I support it. Yeah. Like, whatever makes you happy. If you're happy in your work and you feel good every day, you're going to make a lot of money and have all of your needs fit. You know what? I, I've never gone hungry. Do you know what I mean? And you're, it's not going to be like a job. Like mm-hmm. people need to choose themselves and their happiness over this whole charade of, 
appearances and keeping up with the Joneses. I know people with tons of money and they're not happy. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, your big mansion doesn't make you happy. No, I'm so miserable. I was happier when I lived in that two bedroom apartment, you know, like you'll look back and some of the happiest times of our lives when we're growing the most is when we had nothing. Right, right. And, and that's why people always say that. Oh, I remember when we first got married and lived in that studio. Yeah. Always keep growing. Yeah. You know, because the second that you think, oh, I've made it. Yeah. Is maybe that's the death knell because yeah. you really, you really need to keep growing. Yeah. And I don't care how big your house is or, or how you know impressive it is yeah. and, and person, what car you're driving. Yeah. Like you have to keep doing uh growth and, and that could be a million different things you know in relationships yeah and I'm professionally uh, w whatever it may be yeah you got to keep going you know um also like learning you got to keep learning stuff and being excited to learn stuff and like i know like the more i learn the better my readings are because they have a bigger platform to use signs with if I only know this much, they can only give me these many signs. Mm -hmm. But if I know this much, I get way more. Do you yeah. know what I mean? So yeah. like, and the more you know, the more you can help other people. Mm. Like it, perception is key because um, I've had a lot of, um, I don't, I don't want to call it dysfunction or betrayal, but I've had a lot of stuff in my path. Like ever since I'm adopted and, like, it, like my whole life, I'm not going to go into it because it's long and ridiculous. But um, all of those things I used to think would happen to me because I wasn't loved or a good person or good enough. But those things were happening to me for the future so that I would have all those areas mm. to help other people. Yeah, and I think that's another way out of victimhood because if you look at things as if it was meant to happen, it was meant to be. And again, people have different worldviews mm -hmm. and maybe <laughs> maybe they, they, they don't accept the fact that it was meant to be. So so that's right. that's an assumption right there that somehow there's a plan. But if you can kind of accept that there's a plan, mm -hmm. well, there's a reason why you went through that stuff. And yeah. that made you stronger, smarter, um, it, you know, experience something that uh, not only maybe would help you avoid something like that in the future, but strengthen you so that you're able to do something in the future that you wouldn't have been able to do otherwise without that experience. That's a hundred percent true. And it, I think I'm going to push it even further. It's also for that knowledge, like that wisdom, that pearl of wisdom that is going to help the next person. Because you don't have to be like a psychic medium to help people. You can help your neighbor. You can help your friends. You can help your children. You can help your relatives. You can help your workmates. You can help anyone. And by us having these experiences, that knowledge, that pearl, you pass that pearl to another person. And I know in my life, when I've gone through things, I'll think about people and be like, well, she made it through this, so I can. I can make it because I know she had it even worse. Like that pearl helps people mm. and i think that's why a lot of our experiences happen but people have that perception that this is happening because i'm a bad person or because i'm not good enough or i'm not loved or i made all these mistakes but a mistake is only a mistake if you do it like twice like if you learn from it it's a pearl
karma. So people are, may look at things and say, oh, well, this is happening because I'm a quote unquote bad person or something yeah. like that. But I mean, is there a piece of that? I mean, that um, things do come back to you? Is that? Uh, I think make- that's true. Yeah. I believe in karma. I don't call it karma, though. I call it like the natural law of the universe. It's natural law, like God's law. Yeah. So um, what you put out, you're going to get back. So if you're always worried about money, you're going to get money worries. Yeah. You're going to have things to worry about. If you're worried you about know? money, you'll continue to worry but about it, money. It's, <laughs> it's very, I always tell people like, you got to <laughs> trick your mind, but it's really hard to trick your mind out of that worry. But you got to just go, everything's going to be all right. I'm going to have enough. And I trust that. And you will. Yeah. I've never gone hungry. Like I've never not (laughs) had an, I've lived poor, let me tell you, but I've never not had enough Mm. or had a good friend to help me when I needed it. Like I, I really feel like, um, what you put out is what you get back. And I think if you're like a really terrible person, you're going to have some karma to deal with. But I, I do know this, when someone's like not learning or growing or can't look at themselves and they blame other people, um, their karma takes longer to hit them because they built up way more. Mm. So, and yeah. this is the other thing I know, karma, like say you have an argument with someone and you're like, oh, I hope they get their karma and I want to watch it happen, you know? You're not gonna because you're gonna hope that oh did they get their karma it's yet? Come back to you because you're mad, right? <laughs> but they're never gonna get their karma until you don't care. Yeah. And at the point where you don't care, they'll get their karma and you'll be like, Great, now I don't even care because I'm over it. <laughs> well, that's how it's, that's how it works, yeah. right? It's, yeah. it's almost like uh, a piece of that is is surrender too, or yeah. something like that. You know, that um because you know, being able to let go yeah, of, of things, it is hard, but when you truly, it, it really is. Um, it's when you don't care anymore yeah, is when, is when it is, hits. is when it hits. Yeah. And, um, and that is interesting. And, uh, and you know what, when you don't care anymore and it hits, you oftentimes feel really bad for the person yeah. and you're like, Whoa, I never thought I'd feel this way, but yeah, you feel bad. Yeah. And it, it, it's really none of our business. Yeah. Like it, it's, it's not, it's, right. it's between them and their karma and they have to yeah. learn. And hopefully from the karma, they learn. Yeah. And that's what, you know, old sayings, uh, you know, love thy neighbor, love thy enemy. Yeah. Um, and Treat that, people and, the way you want to be treated. It really is even, yeah. and, and it's so hard to, be able to like, it, it really think about that, like treat the people who have treated you poorly, but to be, you with know, love. obviously kill, and, it with, and love. kill yeah. it with love and you, and yes, you, you have to demand respect. You have to be respected mm-hmm. and things like that. You can't just be rolled over, but there, there is, uh, an approach that is, is well, better forgiveness and, and it's hard. Happens. <laughs> it <laughs> happens when you're not looking. Yeah. That like forgiveness is like a balloon and you walk around, you're so mad and you want to forgive and you want to release this weight off of you. And then you look and the balloon's still there and you just keep going and wanting. And one day you're like, oh my God, the balloon's gone. Mm. I must have forgiven. I'm okay. Yeah. And it's a weight off of you. Yeah. It is. It is. Um, I think letting go is the absolute hardest thing to do. You want to, but you just can't consciously do that. It takes time. Yeah. And Apache Tear and Moonstone help with letting go, if anyone wants to know that. I gotta get some of that. Yeah, yeah it's <laughs> it's it's amazing stuff. Yeah. Like yeah. they 
I think that um, letting go is one of the very hardest things. You're also, um, when you look at things from like a perspective of learning and growing and helping other people, um, even people that are not nice to you, you can see like above and like why they're like that. And that almost makes you feel for them. And it's not okay to be stepped on or not respected or not treated right. Um, you don't have to confront that. You can um, just forgive them for yourself. And it's a balloon. It'll happen when it's supposed to. Yeah. So. And I, I don't really have any hate in my heart. Like for And, and I've been wronged a lot. And I, I don't have any hate because I can see why people do that. I only hope that they learn from it. Because like I'm sure I've hurt people. And as long as it's with truth and you're learning, like, what else could you ask for? You yeah, know, that's part of the human experience. Yeah, I really yeah. think it is. And I think yeah. it's um, important. It's um, there's a lot of people out there like um, the, I think one of the biggest things of society, at least from people I know and clients and like that kind of stuff um, is like um, the lack of honest communication because people don't feel safe to tell the truth and i have to counsel a lot of clients like men that do damage control so they don't tell the truth and then the the woman's going crazy because lie energy makes people crazy and she she wants to believe this man but he's not telling the truth because he doesn't want to hurt her so that's what i call damage control you know mm. and then the woman um doesn't hold space for the man to tell the truth right. or vice versa mm -hmm. so like with a lot of clients with the men who do damage control i'm like nope you're you're doing an injustice here like you need to be honest even though it's going to hurt this girl it's going to keep her from being in her rightful place with someone who's going to love her yeah. and with the women like you need to ask him flat out is this what's going on and then hold space and when he tells you the truth you need to not jump down his throat and attack him yeah because it's not it gonna make him be safe with the next woman do you know what i mean yeah so yeah. like there's all that miscommunication and it's really if people would just be honest they'd be they'd be able to be loved and feel safe to be themselves and we'd be happier but all this stuff is mm. it's just wasting time yeah that's how i think i look at it but i think that each little person that i help with that is actually like it'll click and and they'll help the next person that's what i'm hoping like a little trickle down you know but i see that constantly mm. like in readings and stuff and i'm like wait a minute there's two people at fault everybody has a fault you know like wait it's not all this person's fault yeah but yeah. people have a hard time and i just want i would love like society and humanity to feel safe to be as amazing as they are we we put on these fronts to be accepted because we're insecure and like you notice like they say like the the gym goers pumping iron because he doesn't have that strong self-esteem and he thinks if he has all these muscles like nobody will see that and do you know what i mean mm -hmm. um if people just felt safe with who they are like let's get rid of all these fronts because i'll tell you this like say you're this is one of my experiences 
I don't even, I don't know who the guy is, but I'm just going to use one of my experiences. So I, I go out on a date with someone and I really, really, really like them. Right. So I'm at the table eating a salad. Right. And the guy, he doesn't like me because it can feel that it's like a front. And I'm like, oh my God, this guy doesn't like me. I got to get this guy to like me, you know, and I'm being, trying to be more of what I think he likes. Mm but he's not going to like it because it's not genuine. And then I have a guy that I go out and I'm eating a cheeseburger and the ketchup's dripping down my chin. And he's like, I'm so in love with you <laughs> because I'm real. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. let's just all be real. Let's be real. That's the real, not that I eat cheeseburgers and do that, but <laughs> I'm just giving you an example. Like I've even, I'm even guilty of like trying to not be me, trying to be better than me to please someone else. And we yeah. need to stop that. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, um, we're going to connect with the people at the yeah. same level as us. Yeah. And, and so honesty, you know, be, be you. Yeah. And those, those parts of all of us that we hide, like those quirks and those parts, that's the gold. That's the amazing, unique stuff that like makes us who we are. Like whenever I'm in a relationship with someone, those are the things I like the most about them. Like the things that really you like my pointy little tooth. I'm like, oh my God, it's the cutest pointy little tooth, you know, like whatever it might be. Yeah. Yeah, but I just yeah. I just wish that people didn't have these fronts because even like with I, I I'm glad I'm not dating right now, but in the dating scene, like you have to jump through all these hoops. I mean, it's like a message on the dating site, then maybe a text or a phone call. <laughs> then by the time you meet them, like and they're not being real because they're trying to impress you. Like it's such a waste of time. Like oh let's just be real. What a nightmare. I know. Uh, I know. But I'm, I'm sure you help a lot of people in that yeah. scenario. <laughs> yeah. I try but to. God damn. Yeah, it's a lot today. of time. Uh, what a nightmare. I just I don't have <laughs> I'm not a patient woman. So I just am like, this is who I am. If you like me, great. If you don't like me, you're probably not on my path. And that's how I look at it. Which I don't good. take it personally. Yeah. Yeah. And that's another problem with humanity is we all take these things personally. And that's like a lesson I learned like over COVID because I have some family members that I don't speak to because of a betrayal. And I always took it so personally. Mm. And I, I learned not to take that personally, like someone else's hurtful actions. And that released me and the balloon was gone. Mm. You know what I mean? Like yeah. we always take things personally yeah, and we have to stop with that because people don't, like intend to hurt people people have good hearts and they don't want to hurt people they just have an issue yeah and that's and that maybe that one of the tougher things about growth is that when you grow some people who were close to you often kind of go away yeah. a, a little bit when 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 you evolve and, and shift and and sometimes those people are family yeah and you just may see them less yeah you know, naturally because you outgrow of, them in, in that way and I, in, in, I mean outgrow them but even just being different having a different you know vibration or yeah. or whatever it may be um and i think people feel a lot of guilt about that yeah but um but it it, it is okay totally it is okay it's totally okay we all have our our own ideas and beliefs and opinions and 
we all have to respect everyone else's. Like it may not be the same, but that's their opinion and that's their belief and that's what they think is right. And we have to respect that. Yeah. Did we miss anything? Did we miss anything? <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think so. No. I think we covered a lot of ground. <laughs> I think we, yeah, I think we did. We mix well our energies. I like that. Um, yeah. So, well, yeah, we'll make sure we get all your information and uh, yeah. the description and, of the and, podcast and all that. But you, but you, I, we missed the stones a little bit because you, you the jewel, uh, not yeah, stone, jewelry. Yeah, and stones. And stones. But you make those. Yeah, I do. I make um, all sorts of necklaces and bracelets and earrings. And um, I do hand knotted stuff so you can wear it in the shower, you know. <laughs> I love it. It's like my balance. So I'll like, I'm creative. So I'll do jewelry and then I do my readings. And then, so I have a website for the jewelry and then I do my readings. Like it's a nice balance. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I love uh, them both. Yeah. And, uh, and how is that, you know, the day of, uh, the day of Amazon and all that, you know, yeah. um, how, how, um, it, people just go directly to your website generally or, yeah. yeah. And some people, like if you're local, you can pick it up at my house. Like I'll put orders out in my mailbox yeah. and they just swing by. Like they can text me the order and they'll swing by and get it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's it's lovely. It's good stuff. Um, I love it. Jenna Reed, man, it's fun. I yeah. love talking to you. Um, and, uh, and, you know, you're, you're around, but again, you're worldwide. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, uh, check out the website and um, and uh, speak with Jenna Reed, and um, it's it's an amazing experience. So, yeah. Um, um thank stuff. you for having me. Uh, you you weren't nervous at all. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of nervous. You, right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you don't seem nervous. <laughs> so, I hide it well, right? <laughs> Good stuff. So, well, we'll be talking to you soon. Thank you. And um, see you down the road. Thank you for listening. If you like what you hear, please subscribe to the John Crow Podcast on your platform of choice. Maybe it's Apple Podcasts or Spotify, whatever works for you. Also, I would like to hear from you on the people and the stories that you'd like to hear more of. Send me a note through Facebook Messenger, Instagram, LinkedIn. I'm easy to find and I'm easy to reach. I look forward to hearing from you. And if you'd like to support the podcast for less than a cup of coffee, and I'm not talking about the cost of a large latte at a fancy coffee shop, no, more like a McDonald's coffee, go into the description of this episode and scroll down to the anchor.fm link. It's right there. Just click it and you can see your options or log on to anchor.fm backslash John hyphen Kroll backslash support. Again, thank you for listening. I'm John Kroll. Talk to you soon.